Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory, MD. See you there. There. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom fam. It is Dr. G, and today we are here with Rob Cook. And Rob is going to tell you all about himself and what he's up to, because he's up to a lot. He really is. I so do let's have hear it, Rob. quite a bit always it. going let's on, is what it feels to. like. <laughs> well, first off, Dr. G, thank you so much for having me on your show. It is honestly a real honor. I know that there's, as a fellow podcaster myself, there's a lot of work that goes into podcasts. So I always appreciate any opportunity to come on and chat with a fellow podcaster. So thank you. A uh, little bit about me, what I do. Uh, like I already mentioned, I'm a podcaster. I have a kind of a podcast and a little business on the side called Contenders Wanted. I focus on helping people have meaningful success without sacrificing what's most important in life. And my background, I'm a CPA and a certified financial planner. So a lot of that revolves around having success in a financial perspective. Uh, but the podcast is general success. Uh, so we talk about everything from how do we have the proper mindset to be able to be successful in entrepreneurship and business to how do we survive just having the kids around the house when life is just busy? Um, and what does success really look like? Um, at the end of the day, I personally believe that no success can compensate for failure in those most important areas of our lives, whether that be our faith, our family, our health, those things that actually make life worth living. And money is just a tool used to be able to have more of those things. So let's make the best use of it. But at the same time, let's not make it the focus of all that we do. So by day, I actually use my CPA and certified financial planner designations as a wealth advisor. Uh, but I do this as my little side hustle passion project trying to help people and maybe, you know, turn it into something one day. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you spoke to a lot of things that I think people sometimes don't even realize are holding them back. So one of the things that um, that jumps out at me is the fact that you talk about mindset and mm -hmm. entrepreneurship or even mindset and just creating a financial legacy, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of us tend to have molded our mindset, particularly around money. Cause I love that you mm -hmm. said that it's a tool, right? Because it really is. It's a tool. People it always is. seem to, um, I don't want to say demonize it, but like they kind of demonize it. They're like, oh, you can't talk oh, about having money because, you know, that's like that's wrong. Like you shouldn't have a lot of money. Well, why shouldn't you? You should have a lot of money because <laughs> guess what? You have more money. You can do more things. Right. So yeah, okay. I think that is so important that you address that, um, because once we have modified our mindset around that tool, we can do so much more things, right? Because then yep. we are able to understand that if we are able to serve more people, then we will have more of the tool to be able to do even more things. So that's awesome that you do that. So yeah. you talk about that on the show. 
Or do you we talk about that a bit on the show. I talk about that a okay. bunch on social media. Um, okay. I try to keep right now just based because of the work that I do on a daily basis. The financial services industry is highly regulated here in the United States. And so because of that, I have to purposely shy away from it a bit on the show and okay. just kind of make it more general. But it's a topic that is near and dear to myself personally and something that I talk about all the time with guests, with listeners, with people on social media, and of course, with my own clients as well. Um, I, I did want to make one point that I thought was very interesting. You know, you're talking about this idea of if we understand, we know how to use the tool, we can get more of it, and we can do more good and serve more people. And one, I think one of the biggest misconceptions or the biggest um, mindset shifts that people have to make in order to be able to properly use the tool of money is to understand that money flows where value is created. It's not a matter matter of, oh, I'm born with money or, oh, I'm, you know, they, they just have it easier because they were gifted X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, it, it's actually just a byproduct of the value that they're creating for the world, them or the systems or the peoples or the businesses or the groups that they're connected to. So if you want to make more, find a way to provide more value in some way, whether that's with someone else or on your own, yeah. provide value, create value and monetize that value. And all of a sudden, you have more of those tools coming your way. You use them better. You get more of them. You create more value. It's just this virtuous cycle that goes up. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. A positive feedback loop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you know that there's a lot of fear. So the reason why that mindset is warped for a lot of people is related to fear. Oh, yeah. How do you address that? How do you address that with those that you're talking to about this? Well, th that's a great question. And I think honestly, there's kind of two different approaches that I've taken for myself, because I'll admit I had my own fears that I had to overcome and my own perspectives around money that I've had to change. Um, and then I've tried to help others as well, clearly, with what I'm doing. Um, I'd say there's there's two main ways that I try to do this. Number one is just honestly evaluating my current fears. One of the things that stood out to me the most is that as we evaluate our fears, I found that more often than not, they're far more, they're far weaker and far less intimidating the more we honestly evaluate them. More often than not, our fears are as big and powerful as they are because they're in our heads. That's it. And yes. If we actually look at them realistically and do like a worst case analysis, we'd realize, oh, that's not that bad. It just seemed really bad because it was just this ominous ever-present thing out there that we just refuse to acknowledge and actually examine. Um, a great example of this was in episode one of my podcast, Contenders Wanted. There's this guy by the name of Kyle Marcote. He was 18, 19 years old in college and realized that he wanted to invest in real estate, but he was at school going to become a neuroscientist. I mean, something you might That's understand. Pretty, a bit. Uh, you pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty busy, right? Well, he said, okay, well, Worst case scenario, what happens? Let's say I, I go all in on this real estate thing. What would happen? And he was on soccer scholarship at school and all sorts of different things. Oh well, he gosh. did the analysis and he realized, well, okay, I lose my scholarship. I probably get kicked out of school and this thing could fail. All right. Well, could I go and play soccer somewhere else? Probably. Could I get into a different school and start off where I start where I left off? Probably. Could I do all these other things? Yeah, probably. Okay. Well, suddenly it didn't seem that scary to him <laughs> right. because he actually evaluated it. He was like, holy right. crap, this is crazy. I can't believe I'm thinking of even doing this. And then after he did that, he thought, eh, that's not bad. And then he just did it. He did this thing that people thought was crazy. 
and he wound up being incredibly successful. He now owns a few hundred doors and he's oh, 25 years old and very financially secure. Let's just put it right. that way. And right. he spends all of his time now focusing on creating housing for missionary type opportunities and in low income areas because he's that's what he's passionate about and he wants to help people meaningful success right um but it took him actually evaluating the fear to really see it for like okay how scary is this for him to be able to overcome it with the when it came to something like this i think the the second tool that's really really powerful is just forcing yourself to actually do something right i think sometimes when we're afraid, it's just because it is unknown and we haven't ventured into that space yet. And sometimes you can't just sit there and evaluate it. The only thing you can do is to just take some action, whatever right. it might be. Right. It could be right. something as simple as your very first business idea, having the faith to just throw it out there and go, okay, hopefully someone likes it. And if it fails, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks, but hey, lesson learned. You know, something along those lines, right? Uh, Sometimes you just have to go. And if you go, you'll figure it out. Yes, jump and then <laughs> pull the chute on the way down. Seriously. And sometimes the chute is not very good. <laughs> But oh they gosh. do give you opportunities to learn because now you're in a new location and you've experienced something. That is true. That is true. <laughs> That's true. No, those are great. Those are great um, because uh, and very practical. And I think that, you know, that is uh, <laughs> when you're talking about doing something big, like starting a podcast or you know, in his case, starting a business, that's just, you know, that's the thing that really pulls at us and really makes us be extremely fearful. And mm -hmm. it takes some calculation to do something like that, to acknowledge and then to take action anyway. And um, that calculation obviously pays off, right? So whether it yeah. pays off hugely, like in his situation with, you yep. know, financial independence and successful business, it can also pay off hugely in your personal and professional development. If you do something, Definitely. you try a business and it does not succeed. It doesn't mean that it's a failure. It just means it's a life lesson or a learning situation. So no, that is, that's fantastic. Actually, can I it. give you an example from my own life? Yeah, sure. You Go talk ahead. about starting a podcast as a bit of a leap, right? Yeah. I am one of those that I've listened to podcasts for 10 or more years, at least like, and for years, I told myself, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. I want to do a podcast one day, but no, oh, but I don't know. I, I can't, I, I don't have a topic. I don't know. I, it's not right. You know, my life's too busy, right? I had all the excuses in the world. Um, but finally, I decided, ah, oh, what the crap? Let's just do this. This last, eh, it was about a year and a half ago at this point and just jumped in and just did it because I've been wanting to do it forever. And that was really scary because all of a sudden I had to face all these excuses I'd been making all along and honestly recognize, okay, well, missed out on the last eight years of potential opportunities. You know, I could be the Joe Rogan. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to oh. be Joe Rogan, but maybe I was Joe Rogan, you know, type of thing that I started eight years ago. But um, the second thing also is that sometimes the fears also pop up while you're in the middle of the doing. Oh, yeah. So I was in the middle of creating my podcast and I had joined this group for startup podcasters on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's the main social media platform that I use because I think most of the others are just full of too much junk. And um, on this group, they started sharing what their strategies were and what they're doing to get their podcast off the ground and all this sort of stuff. And I was one of those, you know, I'm, you're afraid you just jump, right? So I just jumped. I grabbed a microphone. I recorded a few episodes and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to put out one a week for the next 10 weeks and I'll see nice. how it goes, you know, type yeah, of yeah. thing. 
Well, this group, there were guys that had put out 50 episodes already pre-recorded, and they're going to release one a day for the first month, and they already had a website and landing pages and squeeze pages, and oh, and they're building their email list and all this sort of stuff. And I felt so out of my depth immediately. Oh, no. I got invited by this other guy who I really respected, and I don't know why he invited me, honestly, because I looked at him and I thought, oh, crap. I have none of this stuff. I didn't have a website. I didn't have any sort of lead max. I didn't even understand digital marketing at the time because I was just, I was a CPA. I didn't understand any of that stuff. I'm a wealth advisor. I just love podcasts. I'm just, I have a radio voice. Let's just grab a mic and I'm going to talk to somebody. You know, like I I didn't think about any of that. Uh, And it was frankly a little terrifying to think of all the stuff that I quote needed to do before I would have a quote good podcast. And there's a whole lesson in that in terms of learning to see what is actually good for you and what right. works best well, for other you and all sorts situation. of things. <laughs> but that fear was very real. All of a sudden feeling like, oh, crap, what did I get myself into? So the fear doesn't disappear even when you just start going. It's one of those things that you just have to embrace. Yes. Because yes. fear is there all the time. And it's yes, just part it is. Of life. <laughs> yes, it is. It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, that's great. That's a great story because... That is, uh, you know, even after sometimes your, you know, 200th episode, you're still like, should I be changing the direction of the podcast? Or, you know, mm-hmm. how can I reach more people in my niche? You know, so it's constant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember one of those guys, he posted, oh, look at my first month. I got 50,000 downloads. And I looked at my little podcast that had like 500. I'm like, I got a long ways to go. Okay. You know, but what that if, what that person doesn't mention though and this is the this is the the thing about and you could say this kind of about social media too oh yeah people put things out there but they never really give you the backstory so oh, this yeah. fifty thousand download fantastic i mean that is amazing yeah. but the question then is how did you acquire that right you know mm-hmm. are these individuals truly getting served by what you are putting out there and you know are you i mean if it's if it's a business you know if it's a lead generation type of thing or you know Mm -hmm. it's for your business are you getting clients out of that like what's the percentage because i could have 50 downloads and i could have 49 of them sign up for a course of mine or something like that and to me that's way more valuable. And, you know, there's a huge return on investment than if I had 5,000 downloads and only one person signed up for what yep. I had to offer. So, you know, but people don't always give that. They don't give that backstory. They just kind of say, yeah. oh, I have like a million followers or whatever. But they don't cool. say that none of them do anything related to the community and none of them, are, you know, do anything to, you know, related to what I offer. So, yeah. I agree. Honestly, I think this is a principle that applies across so many different areas of our lives. In fact, my impetus behind creating Contenders Wanted was in part because of this. Because I looked around, I'm a young dad, I've got a small family, I'm working hard, I'm trying to create financial freedom for myself and my family and have that some sort of meaningful success, right? And I looked around and I said to myself, okay, well, if I want to do that, the best way to do that is to find the blueprint, find a mentor, find the path others have followed, learn it, master it, and then make it my own, right? That's the, that's the surest way to success. That's always the case and all the time. Well, I looked around and there weren't a lot of blueprints that were similar mm. to my own. I looked around yeah. and I thought, okay, <laughs> most of these people who are uber successful, they either worked their butts off and worked really hard in their early twenties, maybe, you know, mid, you know, early thirties before they had a family, before they had kids. 
and they became successful. That was great. And then later on in life, had their families and go, by the way, family is most important. You should make sure you spend time with your family. And go, that's, that's just true. I totally agree yes, with that. Yes, but yes, how the heck do you do that when you already have a family and you're trying to create something from nothing? Yes. How do you yes. do that? Yeah. Or the people who I can think of a couple of sharks from the show, the hit show Shark Tank here in the United States, or a couple of very okay. well-known motivational speakers that I know who yeah. they had families, decided to pursue success, lost their families in the process, got oh, the yeah. success, and then went and got a second family and said, family is really important. Okay, wow. well, wait a second. Yeah. Why did you lose your first family then if they're so important? Yeah, if yeah. You've just shown me what's actually your true priority in your actions. And maybe you've, you know, maybe, you know, to their point, maybe they've matured and they've grown and they've seen the wisdom of putting other things first. Mm. That is likely the case. But it didn't provide a good blueprint for me. How do I do it then? Mm -hmm. And I looked around at a lot of less known people out there and I, you know, people that I knew personally in my own life. And I thought, well, he did it the right way and she did it the right way. I think they're trying to do it the right way, but they're, they don't have a million followers. They don't right. have an enormous <laughs> business that everyone sees on Twitter, or, you know, Instagram or whatever. Right. But they're fantastic. I want to be like that. I bet you there's other people that want to hear their story and know what they've done. And that's part of why Creative Contenders wanted is because I said, I just like your point earlier with the, the podcasters, you know, they had a different platform or they were doing it for a different purpose or they were going in a different direction or they were doing something that was completely different success in our lives is the exact same way. You got to find the blueprint that works for you in your life. And sometimes that's really hard. So for me, yes, it is. I decided yes, it to can be. find more people that are like me and talk that's to them perfect. about how they were successful <laughs> and then just share it with the world. Why not? Oh my God. That is so funny because the reason why I'm laughing and I'm not laughing because of what you're saying is funny, but like I'm laughing because that's the exact same reason why I started this podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, because I mean, it wasn't obviously it wasn't the exact same reason. Like I'm not a yeah. young dad who is looking to, like, but, you know, um, for me, it was I have a fear of public speaking and I wanted mm. to face that fear boldly. And I said, well, if I start a podcast, then then I can start talking to other people about how they face fear. Right. And I can also share my journey oh, there you because go. at the same time, I decided I was going to be a public speaker. So I, I was like doing the two things at, at well once. Done. And so, you know, it's just like, we start these things and we do them and then we realize that we're not alone <laughs> mm -hmm. and it not. won't just be one download <laughs> or five. If our family like gets involved. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> I think I had like 35 downloads my first day because it was just friends and family that I had messaged like, oh, I better message a bunch of people. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Totally understand. No, that's great. I think that's definitely a very needed um, uh, area to talk up, talk to or speak to or be a part of. So that tribe is I'm sure the tribe is growing and I'm sure that you you saw a lot of growth even over the last year or so. Yeah, it's been one of those things that's just kind of slowly, consistently grown over time. I'm mm -hmm. trying to find more ways to provide more value so that hopefully it'll grow faster. But sure. for now, yeah, it's just kind of slowly grown by word of mouth. I found that it, it's, it's pretty sticky, actually. There's The people who listen love it, and I'm Absolutely. grateful for that. Yeah, and they are also more willing to recommend it. So, yeah. you know, so there's that. <laughs>
<laughs> versus like I don't know I don't know if you, I don't know if people actually like buy downloads but I'm sure that's possible because you can buy followers sure. on social media so I'm sure there's that too yeah. as well hey it's Dr. G and I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode I'm so honored to have you here with me did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started with my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. So tell me, so you spoke to us about the fear that you felt surrounding starting the podcast, the fear and almost like imposter syndrome that you experienced once you were in an environment with other podcasters who might or may or may not, I don't know, it's kind of debatable, may or may not have been a little bit further ahead than you were in the process. Yep. Um, and then you talked about the fear of when you're actually in in the throes of it, right? Like in the thick of it. <laughs> I'm sure you can really say because you know you, you have kids, so you probably have that. Well, actually, maybe I'm dating myself because my kids had backyardigans. I don't even know if they even have that right now for the young ones. Um, but what? anyway, one of the backyardigans. Oh, see, you're saying you're saying what? So that means that it's probably when my children were young. Fair um, enough. So so anyway, um, you're in the thick of it, and you know they're. Are there now some new fears that you're experiencing and how are you, how are you tackling those? Oh, great question. And the short answer is yes, for sure. Um, in fact, my wife and I were just talking about this a couple weeks back. Um, earlier I mentioned that, you know, the fears are always there and they just morph and change. You have to become comfortable with fear, right? Uh, well, one, for example, that I put out recently is in my efforts to try and create value and help more people and get the, you know, the message out there more about contenders wanted, I've been creating various, uh, potential, I guess you could say products or potential uh, services to help these type of people. And for the longest time, I had the ideas of a couple of things that I, I thought I should do. And I had vetted them out. I'd thought about it a ton. I'd written a bunch of things down, but then I just didn't do anything for weeks a couple months eventually. And one night I was sitting there, I was talking to my wife and she looks at me, she's like, we've been talking about this a long time. Aren't you, are you going to do this? And I was like, <laughs> that friendly yeah? nudge. <laughs> yeah. The little, yeah. The friendly, you know, spousal nudge. Yeah. Was my response. And I started to sit there and I'm sitting on the edge of the tub as she's like getting ready for bed, you know, type of thing. And I'm thinking to myself, why haven't I done this? And as I thought about it over the course of the next, you know, few minutes, I realized that for me, I was legitimately afraid. I was afraid that by me putting this stuff out there, if it didn't work, people would not think that I'm successful or people mm. would think that I'm a failure because I run this podcast about 
being having meaningful success. And if I'm not successful, what does that say about me? Wow. wow. And all of a sudden I thought, oh, wow, no wonder I haven't done anything. And right wow. then I was like, done. Okay. <laughs> that night I went and just did something to get something out there to at least try and work through that fear because it's always there. Yeah, it's yeah. never going to go away, right? It's just, it's one of those things that I think the more that we are attuned to our own tendencies, our own weaknesses, our own faculties, however you want to describe it, right? I think we recognize the fear that's been in the back of our minds. That's been that un, um, I can't think of the, the appropriate word to use right here, but just that, that thing that we refuse to acknowledge the unacknowledged mm -hmm. fear. There we go. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the best way to describe it, but that unacknowledged fear that's just been there holding us back and we didn't even realize it. Like it took my wife kind of giving me that elbow for me to go, you're right. I haven't done anything. <clears throat> <laughs> it's been a couple of months. Why haven't I done anything? <laughs> Stop talking about it. Do something. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and I'm grateful for her uh, because that was the nudge that I needed. And I think a lot of us, you got, you have to have those nudges in life, yes. whether it's from an yes. author in a book, a, a family member, a coach, uh, a coworker, a boss, whatever it is, we need those nudges to help us expose those blind spots in ourselves Absolutely. because we all have them. Yes, and we do. <laughs> part of, I think, the growth and the wisdom that you gain over life is being able to see them in ourselves and in others, therefore, more clearly. <coughs> but we have to be willing to acknowledge those fears in ourselves and then do something about them. That is great. That is great. That is just so, it's so relevant in so many ways. <laughs> yeah. Well, Stop especially when I sat there. And just I, do it. I love that. Well, I mean, I was one of those that I thought to myself, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm good handling fear. I can, I don't get stuck on things. And then my wife just called me out and all of a sudden I had to change my entire paradigm about myself in that moment. And it's like you had analysis paralysis. Exactly. And I was one of those that was always like, I take action. I don't have analysis paralysis. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I totally was. I am at times. Oh, and man. I just had to recognize it. No, that's great. <laughs> That is great. Good for her for like, you know, pointing it out. Well, I will admit, I, I am so grateful for my wife and I am so grateful for the marriage that we have. We, we've done a lot of work to be able to try and communicate more effectively, I guess is the yeah, best yeah. way to describe yeah. it. In any sort of loving relationship, communication is really important. It's kind of one of those buzzwords that everyone throws around, but I'm just very grateful that my wife feels comfortable enough to be able to give me feedback like that sometimes and that I was in the moment humble enough to accept it. Yes. Because it's yes. been a benefit for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's that's so important. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Absolutely important. Oh my gosh. What an amazing conversation. And so you mentioned contenders wanted a few times. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. I would like for you to do is to actually tell the audience how they can find it. Is it just as contenders wanted, contenders wanted on all of the podcasting platforms? And then the other thing, part two of the question is, um, let's hear how they can get in contact with you if they want to work with you or if they want to do, you know, any further kind of correspondence with you. Yeah, of course. So our website is contenderswanted.com. You can find Contenders Wanted on every major podcast platform. 
Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, it's rob at contenderswanted.com. Very, very simple. Rob, R-O-B. And um, I'd say I've got some really cool things coming down the pipeline. So if you like this conversation around meaningful success, you know, overcoming fears, creating financial freedom, that sort of stuff, uh, subscribe to our our email list. And I've got some things that I'll be sending out to the email list and letting people know about. Um, you can subscribe to that going to contenderswanted.com slash subscribe, and you can sign up for our email uh, list right there. Um, in addition, you can follow me on social media. And like I said earlier, I'm pretty much exclusively on LinkedIn. Just look up Rob Cook and you'll find me. Um, it's pretty simple, especially if you look up Contenders Wanted on your podcast platform, you'll then be able to, you'll recognize it real quick on there. Great, 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 great. Awesome. So the we are at that uh, time in the show where we do our tradition. And Rob, are you ready? Are you ready to fill the Bring mics? it on. All right, cool. <laughs> All right. The first one is, if I am fearless, I will. If I'm fearless, I'll keep moving forward. I'll never stop. Okay. Okay. The next one is, to me, fearless freedom means. Mm. To me, fearless freedom, and this is means control. And I say that, uh, I don't know how, how familiar are you with the uh, personality type, the Enneagram? Do you know mm -hmm. the Enneagram at all? Okay, so I'm an Enneagram Slightly eight. familiar. No, yeah, I so wouldn't I'm a, say that I'm, I'm called a self-preservation eight, which basically okay. means um, I'm a really intense, fiery personality, uh, very protective, and I'm all about making sure that everything's taken care of. So control, fearless freedom, I have no fear when I feel like I have some control over my environment, that I have some control over my destiny. Um, and I think that's why I tend to just go take action in some way, because to me, I'm most afraid when I'm stuck. I'm most mm. afraid when I feel trapped and I don't ever want to feel that way. Wow. Yeah. That, I love that you brought in your Enneagram type in there because that, I mean, that definitely, um, it's good to have that insight as to where you are because then you can realize like how can you interact with your environment in the most effective way so no that's that's fantastic and then the last one is my battle cry is i had two things that came to mind immediately so contenders wanted has an out statement all the time my battle cry is success leaves clues but contenders are always wanted that's like our, okay. our outcry all the time yeah. on our podcast. So I thought of that one. And then immediately the next thought in my mind was I thought of immediately like, we are Sparta. Aru, aru, aru. <laughs> you know, for some reason, just battle cry. That's what I always think of. I always think of oh 300, the battle of Thermopylae and, you know, fighting the Persian army. I don't know of why. Course, of course. Do. <laughs> That's good. That is good. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate having you here on the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. And yeah, we're looking forward to seeing amazing things happen in your world and with Contenders Wanted and keep doing the amazing job that you've been doing. Well, thank you so much, Dr. G, for having me on the show. I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Cool.